0: It's Tuesday, July 18th, 2017. I'm Herbie Newell, and this is the Defender Podcast, a daily encouragement to mobilize and equip the body of Christ to manifest the gospel to orphans and vulnerable children. This daily podcast is a ministry of Lifeline Children's Services, and I'm coming to you from Entebbe, Uganda. Actually, today, this podcast is a little bit of the taste of real life in Uganda. Currently, Pastor Raphael, Caleb, and I are sitting in the traffic jam on our way to Entebbe to pick up the rest of our team for our week here in Uganda. And uh, as Pastor Ken certainly say, the traffic jam is becoming truly a way of life as people in Uganda, certainly the richer have gotten richer and the poor have gotten poorer. And so you see more automobiles, but still the same roads. And so many more people trying to get here and about. So it's actually uh, almost 10 p.m. here in Uganda, and the traffic jam is still very much alive and well. We've had a great day, obviously such a great day that we are later in getting this podcast recorded today. Uh, But what what a refreshing day it's been to be with my brother from another mother and his family and their four beautiful girls. And Caleb and I have enjoyed just a time of respite and relaxation before the pastor's conference and uh, just to, to spend time and we've had meetings together and times of just relaxation to talk and to catch up. And what a, what a beautiful day it has been. And just a reminder of the similarities uh, between my brother and I and the way that the gospel molds us together in 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 unity because of the blood of christ and you know even today we were uh joking and laughing about all the similarities that are in between us um even though we live uh, hundreds and hundreds of miles apart we have so many similarities and uh, particularly we both love to give our children nicknames and so uh, both of our both all four of Pastor Raphael's children and all three of my kids would tell you that they have hundreds and hundreds of nicknames from their daddies. And so we love to give nicknames and then especially our daughter's delight uh, for Pastor Raphael and Emily for me, uh, literally are carbon copies. They could have, it uh, could be twins. They're similar ages. They are both very zany, uh, and, uh, like to look pretty and like to laugh and like to cry. Um, And uh, I remember, actually, one of the first times that Pastor Rafael and his beautiful wife, Alan, were visiting my home and we had asked our kids to, you know, especially Emily, to make sure that she was very proper when they were there. (laughs) And Emily had had a a thing that she had going on where, for whatever reason, she would uh, come downstairs or come out of her room without any clothing on. And we had told her this was not appropriate when we had guests, and so we had just had dinner one night, and Emily went up the stairs to go uh, put on her pajamas, and within probably 20 or 30 seconds, uh, definitely not long enough for her to put on her pajamas, she came back down, and not only to our uh, to our horrendous uh, shocked her suit, was she naked, but she was draped in her robe, uh, her rug, and so she comes in the middle of the kitchen, drops the rug, and says, look, I'm naked, and I thought for sure I had offended Pastor Raphael and Alan because my four-year-old daughter at the time was standing without a stitch of clothing in the middle of the kitchen, and I spin around, and instead of seeing horror on their face, they were laughing and telling me that they were afraid the light was going to do the same thing when I had been in their home. <laughs> And so we have so many similarities because of the gospel of Jesus Christ. This molds us together as brothers, brothers that are so close and such a kindred spirits. So, um, you know, we uh, we are closer, as we said, even last Friday, we're closer together because of the blood of Christ, even flesh and blood uh, that do not have Christ. Because in Christ, we are a new creation. We are of a rebirth. We are brothers and sisters in real life, brothers and sisters. And so today, one of the things we just wanted to talk about is how so many times in this Christian journey, there are times when we feel dry. There are times when we pray and we pray and we fast and we fast, and especially in these ministries where you're giving your life, your soul, everything, and you feel like it's just not working. You feel like the Lord's not answering. And again, interestingly enough, the way the Lord has molded us together about a year ago, both Pastor know and I were walking through similar situations in two different parts of the world, similar situations, and both miraculously saw the Lord answer at the right time with the right Peace, Not too much, not too little, but just the right amount. And so, mm. brother, would you just talk a little bit about how you have seen the Lord answer prayer, as well as how you have seen the Lord um, just work over the last year in Bussega and through the
1: kids at the Bussega School for the Deaf and Blind. Uh, thank you, Javier. And for those of us that are listening to this podcast this morning, or this afternoon, whatever time it is for you out there, I wanted to... Share with you from the, what something I shared with Happy from the bottom of my heart. Uh, if you are a father, a, a, a businessman, a leader, anywhere you are uh, right now, if you are like me and you've suffered from a situation called unbelief, the reality of unbelief, uh, like how Jesus prayed and, and, and led us to ask that Father, I pray that you help with my unbelief. It came to a time where I was. Uh, We were, as a ministry, as a church, especially, we were believing God to to move from where we were renting this piece of property, and the church was meeting, but also growing almost bigger than where we were meeting from. But we have found this property, and we needed to move. at this by Christmas time, nothing. We set targets, we set debts. Nothing worked. My family itself was going through such a difficult dark moment. need children, school fees, uh, needs at, at the house, groceries, and as a dad, you all know how it feels, like you, you're desperate, you want to make something happen, but for some reason you just can't. And then uh, everything seemed like dark, No, nothing is progressing, nothing is happening, and uh, at that time, I'm coming before the Lord, I'm feeling so dry, but I have to stand every Sunday to preach, to Bring encouragement to a large community heavily Muslim-infested like it is here in Buseka. but there is this unbelievable burden of uh, the realities of life, and so I'm coming before the Lord and saying, Lord, what, what, why is nothing happening? Why isn't, uh, why isn't there What is going on? And all of a sudden, I wouldn't say God spoke to me, but there was this. I was confronted with the reality of a question uh, that uh, what if uh, maybe this is the end of the ministry or this is the end of, uh, of uh, what you have to be doing. And I'm like, listen, if, uh, for example, this ministry ended here today, praise the Lord. We've been doing a very wonderful thing. Maybe it, it, it is, it's time to stop. That's what woke me up to understand that friends, you and me both, especially if you are going through that dark moment in life, we all all to let God be God and allow Him to remain God regardless of what's going on. Because for me, the pressure was how to make things happen in my own house, in the church, and at the deaf school. And uh, when I, I came down, it, what God began, the blinds spot God was, was kept help helping me to see was the fact that I was struggling with actual unbelief known that things were not happening, many wonderful things were happening, but my deep down in my heart of hearts, I wanted to make these things happen in my own natural efforts. And as I began to calm down, to allow God to be God and in my heart I'm going, okay, the ministry ends here. Or if my children don't go to school, praise the Lord. Nothing wrong has happened. Maybe if they don't go to school this year, next year they would go. And happy, I'm telling you the truth like I was conversing for you this afternoon. As I allowed peace, settling peace to come into my heart. Like how that scripture says in Philippians, I pray, uh, pray uh, without ceasing that the peace of God that surpasses all human understanding may mount God your heart. Mm. When that peace, settling peace settled in my heart, I can't say how things began to shift. All of a sudden God touches uh, a brother, in a paddling church mm. in, uh, in, all the way in Georgia, and comes up and says, I've been there to give uh, exact amount of money that the church needed to work on the slab, work on the security house, and the church be able to shift into its own facility. <laughs> that was not, as if that was not enough. In that state of peace, wonderful team visited through an adopted here at King Jesus Church. You couldn't believe they were able to help with the building this amazing uh, a pavilion that we use for daily ministry right now. And the Sunday school children are able to meet from there. And the numbers of children that are being reached right now are increasingly increasing everything. I mean, in you're talking about without struggle, without trying to make it happen. Once I gave up that struggle and that spirit of wanting to make it happen. Uh, look, even this afternoon, I'm sharing with my brother from another mother. I'm, um, I'm not even trying to demand for help, but I'm just trying to converse and we're having a great time talking through the realities of what it takes to, to go through ministry here, especially with my personal family. And um, again, like, like I don't even want to overwhelm him, but uh, again, my brother from another mother is like, you know what? I know Lifeline is also not playing very well, but in, a, in whichever way we can, from this point on, well, through King Jesus Church, we'll find a way of supporting King Jesus Church for it to be able to come up with some kind of family support that's been desperately, desperately needed. So from the bottom of my heart, I would love to encourage anyone, just in case you're listening onto to this podcast this morning, you probably could be going through your own... That moment, right now, I pray that God will remain God, and that peace that supposes that which supposes human understanding. I ask the Lord that it may mount that your heart in Christ Jesus.
0: Well, wow. it reminds me of two things that we see in Scripture. One, Job, when he was going through a terrible time, and these three friends who mm. really were not friends at all yeah. were coming and and. Tempting him to look away from God or looking him to look at his own sinfulness and the end of the, all of it um, God says Job says to God the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away blessed be the name of the Lord and So God is good no matter our circumstances and we even when our circumstances are not what We would have imagined or what we would have dreamed God doesn't cease to be good And so we just want to encourage you this morning that God is good and he is on the prowl and he is working and it also just draws us in closing to that verse in Mark 9 where that the man comes to Jesus and his son was foaming and having seizures and convulsions and And they couldn't get it. And they'd gone to the disciples. And the disciples could not drive out the demon. Jesus comes up to drive out the demon. And Jesus says to the father, he says, if you can, all things are possible for those who believe. And immediately the father cried out and said, I believe, help my unbelief. And so, beloved, from here in in Entebbe, Uganda, on the way to the airport, uh, in the traffic jam, we want to tell you god is good and he will help you in your unbelief and so (laughs) belief in Christ Jesus. And and for those of you who don't even know what this means, and maybe you're listening to this podcast and saying, How in the world could you believe a God that you cannot see? We are telling you that it might not be a God that you can see, but you can see his effects, and you can see his work, and you can see him at work in the lives of people, and we can see him in the lives of the work of those in Busega and through King Jesus Church and through the Busega School of the Deaf and the Blind, and we can see Him at work in our own life and, and even, even yesterday. We had the privilege of, of eating dinner, and we asked uh, the lady who was serving us if there was any way we could pray for her. And she ended up saying, Let me think about it. And she came and brought three friends, and they all four asked us to pray for them. And so, God is at work. And so, God, we believe, help our unbelief. Thanks for listening to Defender Podcast. For more information or to connect with me, visit HerbieNewell.com. To partner with Lifeline, visit LifelineChild.org. Follow us on Twitter or Facebook by searching for Lifeline Child. To learn more about how you can support the work in Uganda, follow Unadopted on Twitter or Facebook, or actually come out August 19th and run in the Run for One as all the proceeds will go to the ministries of Unadopted. And for more information about how you can get engaged with Lifeline, you can email us your directly. directly at info at lifelinechild.org. Beloved, will you allow God to use the gospel through you to impact the life of a child? Please contact us because we are here to defend the fatherless. We'll see you again tomorrow from Uganda for the Defender podcast.